0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. And I'm going to be sharing from you or sharing with you this morning, and I'm going to ask you to turn in your Word with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Have you found Luke chapter 10? All right, Luke chapter 10 verse 41, and I'm going to be sharing mostly from the New King James, but I'm gonna share this particular Scripture also from the NIV. So let's read it in the New King James. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her, one thing is needed. Now, when the Lord speaks and He says one thing, surely we should sort of drop everything and say, okay, I'm gonna pay attention quickly. You know, Mark chapter four, Jesus said, if you understand this parable, you'll understand, you'll be able to unlock all the keys of the kingdom. And I know many Christians don't even know what Mark four is about. There is a time when Jesus looked at a friend. We're gonna identify this family as friends of Jesus. This is a remarkable family. Throughout the Gospels, you don't find Jesus talking in such a great extent to a family who are not even apostles, they're not even part of that part of his ministry. They are people that minister with him and they have a relationship with him. In fact, the Bible says that he loves Lazarus. There is a special relationship. Lazarus wasn't called by God to walk with Jesus as an apostle and yet there is a relationship that is so powerful that the greatest miracle that Jesus performs happens with Lazarus. So this is a significant family and it's a significant moment because he says one thing. Now in the NIV, it says this, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So Mary has chosen that which is better better. So not the only thing we can do, but this is the best choice. This is the one thing that you need to prioritise above everything. I know that we're going towards Christmas. Okay, My house is Christmas orientated. Christmas is a lovely time. But you know what Christmas becomes about? Preparing for Christmas. We prepare for Christmas. The shops are fo- telling us about how people are, you can't even move because everybody's preparing for Christmas. Jesus said one thing. One thing. So I want us to take this time this morning because we are all being drawn into this preparation and Jesus is saying to us one thing. All right? In Luke chapter 10, 38... We start this conversation, we find out. Now it happened that they went and he entered a certain village. We're gonna understand that that village is Bethany. And it's about just short of five kilometres away from Jerusalem. So an hour's walk away from Jerusalem. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. The first thing you find out about Martha is Martha loves Jesus. Come on, family, we're not talking about somebody who's far off the mark here. We're talking about somebody who loves Jesus. She loves Jesus to open her house. Guys, this is not a small thing. I've raised three boys, okay? The fridge is the door that is opened the most, okay? They walk into the kitchen and they open the fridge. What are, you, what are you looking for? I don't know. But they are so trained to open the fridge. Okay. When I was first in the ministry growing in faith, I was praying for food most of the time to manifest in the fridge. Pastor Joshua talks about talking to his bank account and say multiply. I used to look at my fridge and say multiply because no matter what you put in it, it left. And there were only three of them. Jesus went with 12. And Martha welcomed Him in. She's not just welcoming Jesus. She's welcoming the entourage that goes with Him. She's taking on something that is big. It's, it's massive. And she's the one that's taking it on. Come on, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. I know the cultural understanding of where they are. She's gonna be doing the cooking and the preparing and the serving. She's saying, busy my life, Jesus, because I want You in it. This is not a woman that's far off from it. And yet Jesus says one thing. You see, it's so easy for us to become like Martha and become so concerned about what we must do. What we must, The, the ministry starts long before everybody else arrives here. What are we doing? We're preparing for this moment. But when we get to this moment, can we stop and make it one thing? Can you put your cell phone down for a moment and make it one thing? I'm not picking on anybody. You see what I was looking? Yeah. I haven't got my glasses on, so if you pass the third line, I can't see. That's not a problem, okay? 12 disciples. 12 disciples welcomed into a house. And she had a sister called Mary, and this is what you hear about Mary. Who also sat at Jesus' feet. And heard the word. Now I'm doing a little bit of an exegesis. This is not one of your typical messages where I'm going to bounce around through. We're going to stay with this family, okay? Because I want to show you something. Yeah, that is so remarkable. Mary is doing one thing, and for a lot of us, we're going to go. But that's the easy option. That's the easy option. But it's not family because Mary has to make a very definitive choice because culturally everything is pressing her to do what Martha's doing. She's raised in a Jewish traditional family. There the women did something. In fact, to sit as an unmarried woman with men was not allowed. Mary is choosing so definitively that she's going across all the cultural rules and not caring what everybody else is gonna say because her time with Jesus is so important for her. That's why Jesus says it won't be taken away from her. He could step in and say, Mary, you, you shouldn't be here. There are times, family, where everything pushes you to do stuff. And this is not about women, okay? Okay. Please understand this is about all of us because our work drives us to go to work and, and to spend time and then do this and then do that. And then we, you know, we, we need to spend time training so that we can stay physically fit. I, I mean, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I feel great if I get my exercise done first, then I can rest and do my day. What does that mean? I've made it my first thing. Ooh, so it's so easy to prioritise Other things, because we are pushed to that. Christmas Day, there's a pushing to that. All the things we must do, but Mary chooses. I want you to say this word, choose. 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 Mary has chosen. Mary has chosen. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, it's not on your Scriptures. You'll have to go find it afterwards. God speaks and He says, I call heaven and earth to bear witness. And then He says, we get to choose life. The greatest power given to you and I is we get to choose. We get to choose. God doesn't puppeteer us. He doesn't man you. He says, choose life. Every time you make a choice for Jesus, every time you make a choice to make him your priority, Lord, I'm not going after the bigger salary. I'm going to choose you. I'm not going after all that fun. I'm going to choose you. I'm not going to go after what makes me. I'm choosing you. You're opening that one thing. That one thing. Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and she said, Lord, do you not care? You see, when you don't spend time with Jesus, but you work around with Jesus, you can get to the place where you're saying, God, do you care? I've been doing, I go to church, I pray, I run the home cell, I do this, I do that. Do you care? Have you seen how difficult my life is? It wasn't that she didn't love Him. She loved Jesus. But you notice that she, she called Jesus in, she loved Him, and then she broke all protocols because she took her problem to the person she's hosting. Isn't that amazing? You take your, br- her brother Lazarus is there. It's his cultural job to do that, okay? And she goes to Jesus and she says, solve the problem of my sister. My sister is my problem. You see, when we don't make Jesus our priority, people become our problem. And we want God to fix them. Father, I'm praying for, and I know you love them, and I know you're gonna. And what does Jesus do? He says, you came to me, so let me help fix you. You yeah this morning. Don't take your time focusing on who should be here for the message. You yeah this morning. Choose you. Focus you now. I wish I was here because this, this, this is them. This is them to a T. I'm not preaching to them. Choose you, all right? Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. I'll even tell you what you need to do, God. Yet she knows He's the Lord. I'm gonna show you now this woman walks in revelation. Scripture tells us she knows things. So this is talking to you and I. We love Him and yet we can get so busy with other things. Jesus answered her and He says to her, love this, He says, Martha, Martha, you can hear the compassion, you can hear the love. Jesus repeating the name, that is purposely telling you, Martha, look at me. I want you to get my, I want you to hear me now. So put your name there right now because Jesus is going, Danny, Danny, what's your name? Put it in there because God is saying, I want you to focus right now. Yeah, look at me. You are worried and troubled about many things. Other translations say so many things. So it's not just Mary that is the issue. You see, when we get busy with all the other stuff, it's not just Mary. It becomes about the children. Uh, they get, I wonder what they're doing now and, 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 and are they gonna be okay next year? We, we're concerned about what school they're gonna go to, the clothing that we must buy them, where they're gonna fit in, are the teachers gonna be good to them? Uh, I mean, I know my wife used to pray from this time on that they were put in the right class with the right teacher <laughs> for next year and God never answered that prayer. He always put them where they, she didn't, wasn't praying and yet it was God's plan. We can look back at it today and go, you did it. You organized it. Look at the result. Look at the outcome. Oh, I'll tell you how to fix it, Lord. I'll tell you what needs to happen because I know these things, Lord. Okay, and I know you can. Do you care? We make it about His caring, yet we know He loves us. Isn't that so Interesting. Martha, Marianne, Martha, you're worried about so many things, but one thing is new. Mary has chosen. We have the power to choose. You chose to be here this morning, so choose to be ya. Isn't it interesting how quickly we get distracted? Our whole system is set up to distract us from the moment we, I mean, I'll sit down and watch a football game now and I'll be be playing a game, reading a book and watching football. And then wanna know why I'm not even, I wonder what happened. I have to play the replay. You weren't even in the moment. I watch couples go to supper, go to the restaurant and they sit across the table with their cell phones and they look at their cell phones and I'm going, but you went out with each other. You get distracted by so many things. One thing, one thing, so important. Jesus didn't say the food was important. We know that he could have multiplied the food and served himself. He didn't need us to serve him. What we think Jesus needs from us, have we asked him? What do you want me to do? Okay, so my question to you is, what's distracting you? Go do a, a little bit of a check. What's distracting you? What's worrying you? What sits in the background of your mind and seeps your attention away from God? I used I've handed it over to God and then you find yourself thinking about it again. Trying to organise around it again. Trying to, to, to get this done. Yeah. I, I rolled my kit, but yet I'm on it. I'm on it. Now we're gonna go... We're gonna follow this family further because we're gonna see so many things revealed by missing this one thing. The next time we meet and we see this family, Lazarus has died, okay? And Jesus is on his way. In, in John chapter 11, verse 20, Now Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Her first thing is to accuse him. You're late. Do you care? Can you see that nothing has changed? God, Jesus spoke to her and said, Martha, Martha, I'm getting your attention. I am the priority. Has anything changed? No. No. How many times do we come into the ministry and God speaks to us over and over and over again? Do we take it on as a priority? Because if we don't, it won't change. She still thinks He doesn't care. If you had been here, this would not have happened. Isn't this so powerful for us to realize God is saying one thing right now. You wanna save your marriage? One thing. You wanna help your children? One thing, want to get your promotion? One thing. Oh, Jesus said to her, "Listen to this." He says, "Your brother will rise again." He prophetically speaks to her, "Your few, your brother will rise again." She knows her scripture so well, she answers and said to Him, I know that He will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She, she, she's been in church regularly. She knows her eschatology. Man, she's, she's clued up. She gives Him back the answer that she thinks is good. And Jesus said to her, I am. How much does He love this woman? He introduces Himself to her as God, I am. It's one of the few times Jesus reveals Himself. He says, I am. She's missing it. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in Me, though he dies, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in Me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to Him, yes, Lord. And look at this. This is how close this woman is to Jesus. You are the Christ, the Son of God. Who else had that revelation? Peter, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, that revelation wasn't given to you by yourself, that came through the Father. So where did she get this revelation from? From the Father. This is how closely she walks and yet she's so to aside. We can so easily do all the right things, but not the one thing. Do the, all the things, but not the one thing. Do the one thing so occasionally that we don't know what He's talking about. We can go to Bible college. And you know, I think Bible college will change your life. And you can have all the answers that Mary, Martha has and Mister. the one thing. And when she said these things, she went away and you see that she goes to call Mary, tells him the teacher is coming and as soon as she heard this, Mary goes to him. And now Jesus had not yet come into the town, verse 30, but was in the place where Martha met him. Isn't isn't it interesting? God doesn't move on. He's still where he met you last time. Get that right and, and I'll, I'll come move on. You wanna move forward? You wanna progress? Yes. Meet me where I am, and then we can move on, okay? So Jesus hasn't moved on. And then Jews were with her in the house and comforting her when they saw Mary rose quickly and they went out following her, saying she's going to the tomb and weeping there. And then when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw Him. She fell down at His feet, saying, Lord, if You had been here, my brother would not have died. From the position of worship, she acknowledged him. Hers is not an accusation. Hers is a declaration of faith. If you had been here, if you had been here, it's not a question of I'm accusing you, I'm submitting to your will, You weren't here because you chose not to be here. But I know what would have happened had you been here. I'm testifying, I know you love my brother. I know you love me. This is you. She comes with humility and says, I know who you are. So often when we're going through stuff, we wanna go with the Martha. You don't care. Instead of understanding, Father, I know you can do whatever you wanna do and I'm here to serve you. When we get to that position, he can use and speak through us because now we tapped into a whole different dimension of who God is. Lord, I don't need you to change the circumstance to make me comfortable. If this is for kingdom, I'll do. But if it's not kingdom, I know you can fix it. Oh, see, it's very different in the. the, She knows who. He is, because she's hurting. I'm gonna show you something now, 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 now. You know, it's African term, now, now. And you're gonna see how deep she knows Jesus. And Jesus, again, groaning in himself. Sorry, I skipped. Then Jesus saw her weeping. He saw her weeping. This weeping is not a lack of faith. This is a worship weeping. She's on her knees in front of him. She's taken up a whole different position. She knows how to press in. She knows how to make him the priority, not her suffering. And he sees her weeping, and the Bible says when he sees her weeping, he's moved with compassion. Her faith moves him. We know that he goes to the tomb, and I just wanna pick up this because I'm running out of time already. In verse 38, Jesus, Sorry, 39. He says, Take away the stone. And Martha speaks again. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he's been dead four days. I know you, the resurrection. I know you, the Jesus. You're the Son of God. But you can't do this. Isn't that where the enemy gets us? We know who He is, but we don't believe that He can do this. We've been caught in this cultural teaching about what happens and how this works for us. You can't change my family. You know where we come from. The doctor has said, we've got the history of all of this. That's never gonna change. I'm gonna love you, God, but I can't see beyond everything that I've been taught. For us to operate in the kingdom, when Pastor Alan starts talking about the fourth dimension, we have to stop acting like we've been programmed and untrained by the world. We have to be trained by Him. And the only way we get trained by Him is one thing. We choose one thing. Because when you sit in His presence, then everything becomes Possible. the impossible becomes the reality of my day. I don't have to concern myself of how. I just know He said, and therefore it becomes possible. No matter how much she loved him, she still turned around and said, "You can't do this. He, he stinketh." It's four days. She loves him. She knows who he is. and she cannot reach beyond her training and her culture. So we carry on with this, family. In John chapter 12, it's now time for Jesus to die. There's a link, family. The greatest miracle Jesus does is raising Lazarus from the dead when people thought it was impossible. Now he's on his way to die. The Bible says, then six days before Passover. We know what happens at Passover. Passover, he's going to become the lamb. He's going to be slain. When Jesus tells Peter this is going to happen, Peter tells him, You can't do this. Peter has that lovely confrontation with the Holy Spirit because Jesus says to him, Get behind me, Satan. Your ideas are not my ideas. Everything that you're telling me, every revelation you've got is about how it's gonna help you, how it's gonna advance you. It's not yet about me. That's why at the end he has to say, do you love me, Peter? See, we can get so worried and so caught up and so fixated on how this is going to work that we don't spend time with the one thing. We miss our priority. So what happens, yeah, Jesus comes to Bethany where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. And there they made him a supper, repetition. Notice what happens. Martha served. Nothing's changed for Martha. The difference is is that she's not complaining anymore because she's seen something happen. Okay, she's seen something happen, so she's tapping into something different. But now it's not about Martha. I want to show you something, yeah, that I hadn't seen that the Holy Spirit had opened my eyes. And they made him supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. And Martha and Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. She's still worshiping. She hasn't changed. He's still the priority. He's still the focus. He's taken, she's taken the greatest financial that she's been able to accumulate and she's blessing him with it. But I'm gonna show you the the power of what she's doing. Now, 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 stick with me. And then she wipes his feet with her hair. Okay, so the Bible tells us the hair of the woman is her crowning glory. She takes her crown takes her crown to serve His feet. She's in a massive place of worship. Why? Why is she now in this place of worship? We find out because immediately Judas begins to complain about the money that's been wasted Yeah, And you can go read that for yourself. But verse seven, Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. She has kept this. She knew a long time ago, this moment is coming. How does she know? She has seen the fourth dimension. She has heard from God, this is the lamb and I am gonna die for you. Yes. Yes. Takes a crown, takes her money lavishes it on Him because she has seen something that none of them, none of them had seen. The disciples didn't even wanna go to Jerusalem because they thought they were going to die with Him. They didn't understand what He was about to go through, but she didn't just see the death of Jesus, she saw who He was and what it meant. So she brings her hair, her crown, Because the Bible says we will all lay our crowns before His feet. She doesn't have a crown. She has her crown in glory. She has seen beyond what anybody else can see because she chose one thing. One thing. Family, you wanna know what's gonna happen in the future? You wanna know where you're going? You wanna know where God's taking you? Choose one thing. You wanna know that your children and your family and your, and your possessions and all the rest of it, choose one thing. Don't get distracted with other people around you. They're gonna do what they're gonna do, okay? Martha loves Jesus. She just didn't see that aspect of Him. Mary opened a whole different look into the dimension of the kingdom. And we see it in our actions. You know that Paul tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, he says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares us. And let us run Choose to put down your distractions. Christmas is not about the party. The party is about Jesus. And He's not coming to be born. He's coming to die. So that you and I can see and operate in a realm that we cannot even begin to tap into if we remain like Martha. If we get caught up in all the things and the people and the stuff, you're gonna miss the one thing. It's our choice. Christmas should, should, should simply channel our focus and say, you're coming for a reason. You're coming for a reason to remind me This time is here to remind me the one thing. The one thing that's important. I'm going to spend time with you. If the gammon burns, it's not important. If you get the wrong present for somebody, it's the wrong size and it's the wrong colour. It's not important. We choose. It's the power. Mary chose. It wasn't an easy choice. Her choice to worship him with such a costly gift. The the, the the choice to humble herself by doing that with her hair all of the, publicly in front of all those men. Choice. One thing. And the only way Paul says we do that is we forget the stuff that's behind. How do we forget? We, that's the training we've already got. That's the inputs we've already got. Everything that's happened to us by people and history and stuff and, and, and jobs, and that's the past. We've gotta forget that and we've gotta focus now on one thing. Choose one thing.